Kia ora. If you're a woman in midlife, this podcast is for you. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we tackle self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm. Celebrate this second stage of life and claim your authentic confidence and courage. Midlife is not a time to settle. It's a time to unleash your purpose into the world. Make an impact done your way without compromising your own well-being. I'm Megan Care, mindset coach, former psychosynthesis counsellor and craniosacral therapist. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hey, welcome to the podcast. We are gearing up for our wonderful summer holidays, Christmas and New Year here in New Zealand. Long school break for all the kids, not so much for all the mamas. My kids are much older now, so it is a bit of a break for me as well. And I've decided to take my own advice and take just three weeks off creating brand new podcasts. But fear not, because I'm bringing back my most favorite informative interviews that I've done over the past year with health professionals. To kick us off, I think this is one of the most valuable podcasts in my library. It's an interview with the amazing, intelligent, incredible Catherine Keenan. Catherine's a local pharmacist and women's health advocate, and she allowed me to Uh, pick her brain, learn as much as I could learn all about body identical HRT and all forms of HRT actually and really we uncovered, well Catherine uncovered for me, you know why when we think about HRT now it's very different to how we were thinking about HRT 15 maybe even 10 years ago and how some of the health professionals that we might speak to in our perimenopausal journey may not be as up-to-date as what we want them to be, and that covers mainstream uh, health professionals as well as complementary alternative health professionals in more of the natural healing fields. There's so much new research around now regarding body-identical HRT its safety, its efficacy, and the symptoms that it treats, that I think, you know, whether you're a naturally inclined person, as I have been in my life or not, I think it's really important for us to look at it if we're having any, any of the perimenopausal symptoms that can be physical, mental, or emotional. I think this is such a great podcast that answers the question, body identical HRT or HRT, or now it's called MHT, menopause hormonal therapy. Is it for me? What are the risks? What do I need to think about? And how do I advocate for myself? Take a listen to the episode. It's packed with so much vital information for us as women in midlife. And I want to just let you know real quick before we jump into the episode that we're enrolling for the next round of the Midlife Upgrade course. The Midlife Upgrade course is my answer to the challenges and symptoms that we experience as women in midlife. This is a psychological roadmap for women in midlife. It is a group coaching course 
There are video modules and learnings online all ready to go for you. And then we have our weekly group live coaching calls, which are just the golden nuggets of the course If you want to take charge of your life, if you want to turn the season of your life into the upgrade that it is meant to be, take a look at all the details on my website, megancare.co.nz forward slash course. And now on with the show. I am super excited to be speaking with Catherine Keenan today. Catherine is a pharmacist. She is the owner and founder of Vivian Pharmacy. She manages a team of 20 staff within a busy seven-day pharmacy and medical center in Vivian Street, New Plymouth. She is a wealth of knowledge and she is going to speak to us today all about HRT, perimenopause, menopause. I am so looking forward to this talk. So Catherine Keenan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. We are talking perimenopause, menopause, HRT, bio-HRT, all of the ins and outs around that. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Excited to be here. You you have an interest in women's health. We've chatted yes. about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been a little bit, what sort of stimulated that journey for you in terms of this phase of life perimenopause menopause midlife yeah and so having been in the health profession for you know over 30 years now I guess you identify with the stage that you're at and in life and you know when I before I had kids and everything I you know thought I knew everything about being a mum and then suddenly you're a mum and it's you learn different things. And I think for me, this interest has always been there in, in the health journey of women. Um, and I've really investigated, you know, selfishly, it's the, they call it me search, you know, like just mm. you know, stuff that uh, pertain to the my stage in life. And, you know, 10 years ago, I, yeah, was really struggling and thought, you know, it's what's going on. And so just, yeah, piqued an interest in, in me and then I saw talked to a lot of women that I deal with in our practice and friends and yeah so um yeah no I think holistically I've just looked at all the different options and yeah so I am a woman so obviously the health of women is important and then yeah. then I've just pertained it to my stage in, in life as well. So yeah being in my yeah. mid-50s now I just yeah um I've found some really good answers for myself and then I think just wanted to shout it from the rooftops really. So, Oh, and honestly, <laughs> we need it. The amount of conversations I have every week around this phase of life in perimenopause and menopause, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just so needed. Let's kick off with the first question. So tell me the difference between, what is the difference between bio-HRT, regular HRT? Awesome, yeah. So obviously you know for the listeners hrt means hormone replacement therapy so um you know when we're going through perimenopause and menopause uh that's those symptoms that we get are related to hormones starting to decline and that happens in different stages for every woman so what the hormone replacement therapy does is try and replace the hormones so there's bio HRT, there's body equivalent HRT, and then there's other HRT. <laughs> so 
The most common one we see now and must say certainly the best one is the body equivalent HRT. So that's the ones that are in the patches. There are gels available overseas. So your estrogen will come in a patch or a gel. And the progesterone will come as the micronized progesterone, which is in New Zealand, the funded brand is Utrogestin. So that's your body equivalent. And then there's bioequivalent, which have a very similar structure to the natural hormones. Sorry, the body equivalent ones are exactly the same chemical structure as the body hormones. So the most natural way you can get it. Sorry, didn't cover that. Bioequivalent have a similar chemical structure, but may not be exactly the same and often are made in a compounding lab. And then you've got your regular HRT, which is synthetic HRT. So chemically based compounds that supposedly match, but are not the greatest and yeah, so we can talk about that a little bit further on. But yeah, yeah, that would be good. So the most natural body equivalent, trying to be pretty natural, bioequivalent, not natural at all, regular HRT. Okay, so when I say bio HRT, I'm actually meaning body equivalent. Body equivalent. HRT. Okay, good to know. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of women, or you'll hear podcasts and they'll talk about the bio HRT. Yep. And they kind of mean body HRT. So it depends um, the person talking. If they've got more of a medical background, we'll definitely say the body equivalent. Um, yeah, maybe haven't had the bit, um, medical training, might just call bioequivalent and try and mean body as well. So, yeah, there's... Sure. Yeah. And so, so what are the, from your perspective or from your understanding, what are the some of the most common symptoms that you would see that body identical HRT or HRT can help with? Yeah, so as hormones decline, um, our bodies can show many symptoms. Um, I think, you know, in one of the most recent trainings I did with my staff, I sort of wrote all the symptoms I could find and I got to over 20. Yeah. You know, there's, um, and I think that's, probably a lot of the issue is there are a lot of symptoms related to hormones declining so we know about hot flashes we know about night sweats we know um you know the anxiety maybe feeling low mood lack of sleep which can relate to the night sweats and hot flashes but things like um vertigo Mm. joint pain um just general fatigue um, and all things that you think, oh, I'm just having a bad day or I'm just getting older, actually is because your hormones are lower. So when when your hormones decline and you get the symptoms, if you replace your hormones, a lot of the symptoms will go away. So I can I can list off, yeah, joint pain, fatigue, irritability, low mood, low libido, yep. vaginal dryness, <laughs> your hair yep. starts falling out. You get heart palpitations, breast tenderness, headaches, a regular cycle. So, I mean, there'll be women out there going, that's me, that's me. You know, like it's, Mm. yeah. So all those things that, yeah, make you feel like you're just having a bad day or a bad moment or it's all all just in your head. Actually, could be your hormones. Yeah. And so So HRT will help with those. 
Right. And so that is a good time to start when the symptoms start. So not necessarily once you're you're through perimenopause, once your cycles have stopped, but actually once the symptoms are showing themselves. 100%. Um, you know, you don't have to wait till you've got hot flashes to get hormone replacement. Um, you know, it, it may be harder to get it because your doctor will look at other options uh, or talk to you about, you know, could it be hormones? I think sometimes they fall into the trap of a blood test, which may not indicate the true nature of things because that's just a point, you know, you go and have that blood test. So at that very minute of that time that they took yeah. your blood, that was the hormone level. But three hours later, it could have gone down or, you know, because it's fluctuating so much when in the early days. So I think you just have to keep a diary, um, you know, on apps or whatever and just, is it cyclical in the early days? Um, but yeah, you can use hormone replacement early on to help, and women do. We're, we're seeing that a lot more now, even if their cycle's still yep. there, if they're still bleeding, even if it's only every three months or every six months or, you know, heavy one month and then really like the next or, you know, it's changing. Yeah, that's that's a real good indication that something's going on with your hormones. Yeah, so good to know. And mm. so we talked, uh, you talked about uh, the ways we can take it. So it's the, so the body identical HRT. So that's the patch and then the, the, the capsule. So is that all that's available to us in New Zealand specifically? For, or is there more? For body identical. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. in the UK, and actually I see recently uh, someone is trying to push to get the gel funded here. So, um, I mean, the Utragestin only got funded since December last year, you know. Yeah, so I saw was, that. Oh, so behind. But um, yeah. so, yes, Utragestin and the patches are the body identical ones that are funded in New Zealand um, prescribed. Mm. Yeah. And then you've got um, Ovestin cream, and yeah. that's just used vaginally. And then they also make Ovestin tablets, which are body identical estrogen, but you have you take it orally and that opens you up to more side effects because it has to right. go through your liver. Yeah. Right. So the transdermal straight into your bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to go through the liver. Yeah. First pass effect. First pass. Yeah. Less less chance of blood clots, all the other issues that go with um oral HRT. Yeah. So random question is um I've been seeing some um well quite a few posts around shortages in the UK. Mm-hmm. Is, are we likely to get shortages here? Because I noticed there's already been a you know, when I get my patches, they're like, Oh no, we haven't got them, you have to have these ones or you have to cut yeah. these ones in half and I know. Yeah. yeah. So yes, there's a worldwide shortage of um estrogen patches. Um I actually there's a well there's a shortage in the UK at the moment of utrogestin. So we're keeping an eye on that. Um, at the moment that's not an issue in New Zealand. Um so um at the moment Estradot was as the gold standard brand. That's the best brand. We don't have any issues with that with sticking and yeah. um, you know, that's that's the gold standard. That's a brand we can't get at the moment. So there is two other brands on the market at the moment we're having to use. Not as good, um, still effective, but they don't stick as well. And people are reacting to this adhesive um, 
yeah, or right. you can cut their testicles. So we're hoping that's coming right about July, August. So oh, good. There should, good. Be supply, there should be supply enough to get, but you'll have to pick it up monthly so that everyone's got a chance. I've <laughs> you, noticed You can't that. stockpile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not allowed to stockpile. No, yeah. yeah. So it so. um it took me so I went through early menopause and I did all the natural, all the herbal, all the sort of complementary avenues and it did help. It did help. But and I was very resistant to HRT. And I've got to say mainly because I'd heard about that that study mm-hmm. of I'm not sure how long ago it was that HRT was maybe not good for women, and and I sort of have a leaning to more more natural uh, you know pathways, and then something I actually saw a woman who went through the same thing and she recorded a video and she said, look, I've resisted this for ten years and I finally said I'm going to try body identical HRT and it's completely changed my life and that opened my eyes up. And I went and talked to my doctor and, you know, sort of went mm. down that path. Um, where was I going? Oh, so talk to us about herbal support versus the body identical HRT. Benefits, okay, so pros, cons. A lot, there, was a lot in, there was a lot in that lead-in. Um, so there's herbals. I'm just going to write myself a note. Herbals, there's yep. the Women's Health Initiative Study um, and then there's support of if you're already on by body identical and still want to take some herbal products so great talk about herbal products first you know i i feel like a holistic approach every every woman is different there's not one size fits all you do have to know your body listen to your body document your diary down your symptoms know what is happening for you so then you can work out what's working and what's not if you try six things at once you never know gonna know what's working so start slow and try you know I'm I'm totally open to herbal products I think you know there's a lot Mm. of benefit to be made from a lot of these things a lot of them have the phytoestrogens in them so that's the um black cohosh they're not going to come to me and blow into my brain but reclover maybe um I know you've had some naturopaths on so they've probably mm. talked about it but um so they will mimic a bit of the effect of estrogen but they're not estrogen so you're not replacing your hormones you're you know trying trying to get some sort of mimicking so you will get some benefit especially early on you might get some help with a little bit of the flashing or fatigue or headaches and things and they're often in with other good energy boosting herbs and vitamins yep. so you know you totally get a good practitioner, talk to them, work it through. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, start slow, try one product at a time, mm. see if it works, then either move on or add in. But yeah, I just don't think to do six things at once helps anybody and it's a lot of load on your body. Yep. So yeah, find out what works for you. And um, yeah, and then once you're on the body identical HRT, you know, all there's all the good things to for helping with your health, like B vitamins, magnesium's awesome. Um, what else is you know, fish oils, like all those good healthy stuff. No problem taking those with your 
HRT. So, um, yeah, I just would be careful about adding in the phytoestrogens on top of other estrogen. You feel oh, quite yeah. sick. You, you'll probably get a lot of nausea. And also, again, they're not through the skin, they're through your tummy. So then they've got to get absorbed and metabolized and excreted. So your liver and kidneys and everything having to manage it. So it's, you know, just another load on the body. So just, yeah, you know, be careful about the phytoestrogens adding in with the HRT, but all your other supplements and supports. Great. Yeah. That helps. Beautiful. Yes. Um, yes. Very helpful. Yeah. And then the Women's Health Initiative study. Yes. So um, I guess the short answer to that is it was done on older women. So they were predominantly over 60, had been through menopause, probably most of them 10 years. Then they started on HRT. The HRT they put them on was synthetic. It was made from horse urine. It was the only thing available in the 90s. Hmm. So the study was done predominantly through the mid to late 90s. The findings were reported in 2002, I think it was. And they showed that there was an increased risk of breast cancer being found. So from what I can gather, the estrogen didn't cause the breast cancer. It just made already cancerous cells grow more. So they were found easier. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so, and it was from something like two in a thousand to four in a thousand. So that was the increased risk. So they say it doubled from two in one thousand to four in one thousand, something like that. But still, was only four in one thousand. You know, the, the risk was really still quite low. So, I mean, it's been totally annihilated that study. We don't. I think we've had one person be stay on that synthetic drug. We we dispensed it by the by heaps by the thousands in the nineties, right? Just never, you just wouldn't use it now. You'd never start anyone on that. You just it's yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> so um, yeah, <laughs> just to put it bluntly, just um, to put it bluntly. <laughs> I mean, you know, estrogen, like I said, is a growth. It's a growth hormone um so you know it's good for your bones it's good for your heart it's good for your brain and and the way that it's promoting you know cell renewal and it's good for your hair and your skin and all these things but then if you've got some cancerous cells unfortunately they're going to grow a little bit more too so yeah yeah. um but there's no increased risk of death from cancer from breast cancer with hrt you might find have a slightly tiny increased risk of finding a cancer, but detection's really early now. Treatments are good. Yeah, I I don't. I think it's just a conversation people need to have. I have a strong family history of breast cancer. My mother died at forty seven, and my grandmother at sixty five, both of breast cancer, and I was very reluctant because of the study. And again, I went to my GP, and I'd done my own research. And, you know, my GP, luckily a woman the similar age to me, she just said, what are you doing to yourself? Why are you suffering? You know, why are you, you know, like I was in a pretty bad space. Yep. And she said, why, why are you doing it to yourself with a very slim chance that you're going to get breast cancer? 
because you know you're getting yearly mammograms you're very aware of what's going on with your breasts yeah. so yeah you know and and so you might, she just said yeah no you she just said, try it and like change my life yeah <laughs> well that's what I was going to say is like that struggle of years and years and it could even be you know it, it is longer in terms of our mm. quality of life when you yeah. weigh it up, that's an important thing to do. So that study has pretty much been debunked, right? That's Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it showed results for what they used at the time. A, those sure. drugs aren't used anymore. B, the women that were using them were at a higher increased risk of breast cancer anyway because they were older. You know, yeah, the highest risk of breast cancer yep. is age. Um and then they never took into account the fact that maybe they were still all drinking alcohol and not eating well and maybe not exercising and all those things that can actually add to breast cancer risk as well. So there was just so many things that were wrong with it. And the media and, science, and dare I say it, male scientists <laughs> decided to grab it and said, you know, these women should not be on HRT. And no HRT, there's, yeah. There's no, there's studies coming out now about, body identical hormones and estrogens having such protective and life-changing effects for women that that you know it just poo-pooed that whole other study basically yeah so first of all that's so good to hear around in terms of that study because when I I was laboring under the um under the information from that study for probably Mm. seven years you know, I went through early menopause for those first five to seven years. Yeah. And so that's me. How many other women are doing the same thing, right? Oh, just had one last week. She was she yeah. had a hysterectomy. She's in late 60s now. Hysterectomy, got told, got given hormone replacement, felt amazing, and then got told, no, this is dangerous. You have to stop. You can't be on it any longer. And got it whipped away from her. And so she has had 15 years of hell and now is being offered hormones back and you know you just think pretty sad really sometimes yeah Yeah. and has and yes it's pretty mean there's a big Mm. there's a big picture there hey um and then you just also talked about the um protective aspects of it can yes. you speak a little bit more to that? Because I, yeah. I was actually surprised about that, mm-hmm. having not had any knowledge around it, but I think it's really important. Yeah. So, the, I mean, this is all new stuff that's just coming out in the last 20 years because um, of the, the body identical hormones and the fact that women obviously are living longer and, um, you know, the most common cause of death in women is cardiovascular disease. So, you know, that's that's the most thing common cause of death and what they've what they've found is that estrogen protects your um blood vessels and cardiovascular your heart health it protects your brain um it can reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes and definitely protects your bones so um yeah so when you lose your estrogen you can get brittle bones you know heart valve problems palpitations um, and you know you get the foggy brain we all know that and then yep. obviously there's dementia <laughs> risk as well um, yep. so they know that now that 
And that's why it used to be you couldn't be on HRT longer than five years, but that's definitely being reviewed as well. And they're saying now there's no reason why women can't stay on HRT their whole life. Wow. Yeah. And as long as you're keeping, you know, you look out for, you know, reporting any side effects. Sure. Checking for breast cancer risk. So for me, a woman of 52 who's been on it for a couple of years, Mm. I because this was something that came up in the talk that we did. Women were saying, "Oh, I you can only be on it for three years. You can only be on it for five mm. years." The the body identical. I was like, well, "I haven't been told that. I don't understand that." So, you're mm. saying what the research that's coming through now Same that we can why mm-hmm. and that again relates back to that Women's Health Initiative study because what they found was that the, obviously the increased risk of breast cancer when that synthetic hormones they found the risk was increased after five years or women were over 60 because that but it wasn't it wasn't the trend you know it wasn't the body identical hormones it was the awful hormone and also they were older anyway so uh, um yeah none of i don't know of many women in that study that were under the age of 60 whereas now we're saying start them early do the body identical get the dose right protective effect stay on them beautiful and mm. there's no um so if i'm on say on the is it 25 mm-hmm. ngs for the patches yeah. if that's keeping my symptoms if that's keeping things settled now there's no particular reason or no expectation that that would change like i'd have to take more as time goes by in your experience doesn't seem to be um okay they tend to start you on the lower dose and then give it about five to six weeks to really decide if that's working so you it'll take a few weeks for it to to build up to a level where your symptoms will be under control and if they're not then they'd look at increasing your dose so then you'd go to a 50 try that for another six seven weeks and then again, over 75, we've got a few women on 100 micrograms. Um, it just depends on you and on right. your symptoms and um, how your body processes it. And yeah, um, you know, for me, I've tr- I've I tried 25, went pretty much after six weeks, went to the 50. And then I thought for a while, I thought, oh, maybe I'll try the 75 and see. Because I felt amazing on the 50. I thought maybe I'll feel more amazing <laughs> on the 75. But it didn't quite work that way. And I got some side effects and breast tenderness and, and felt hormonal. Like I felt it was too much. Yeah. Like, you know, it, you know when you feel hormonal. So I just felt, no, went back to the 50 and, yeah, pretty much. Sweet spot. Go with that, yeah. And mm. just wanted to mention about the progesterone because not all women will be on that, um, the micronized capsule, because they may have a marina. In. Right. So the um, interuterine device like an IUD marina that's implanted into the uterus and slowly um, releases the progesterone. So if you're on the marina, you can just use the patches. You don't have to take oral progesterone as well. Um, and if you've had a hysterectomy and had your uterus or womb removed, then you don't have to take progesterone either because um, the reason you take progesterone is to counteract one of the side effects of the estrogen is that it is a growth 
hormone so it will make this lining of your uterus grow too much and can cause complications so you take the progesterone to counteract that buildup of cells in the uterus oh all right yeah mm. yeah so if sense. you still have if yeah. you still have a uterus or womb then you'll have have to be on progesterone as a protective effect right beautiful mm. and so i was talking to a friend and she mm. um started on body identical mm-hmm. um you know the patches in the progesterone mm-hmm. and she said it was she said oh it was just like a a light went on and i could i could i could kind of see again i could see my life again so you know that increase in vitality but she said i've had fibroids and i started to get pain in that or yeah, pain like down my leg and it started to feel weird and I just didn't like it. Can that happen? Because I just sort of Googled after that, after we had that convo yeah. in terms <laughs> of fibroids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's getting the dose right. Um, I mean, it would just be particular to her symptoms. So you'd probably just have to get an ultrasound to see what was happening with the fibroids yeah. and see there's a chance with the estrogen that they could be flaring up. Um, I mean, it depends where she was in the, in the cycle and things. Whether yeah. She, yeah. Um, so uh, women do still use body identical HRT oh. with fibroids. Um, but if you're getting symptoms like that, obviously that's going to cause you some anxiety. Mm. You definitely need to get some investigation done if you can get in an ultrasound to see and maybe it puts your mind at rest. I mean, yeah. sometimes you do get the odd twinge in your, yeah. Yeah. And you think, oh, I wonder what that's all about. Yeah, I think if it's worrying you, you should get it looked into. Yeah, see. yeah. Um, it's, there's no reason why you shouldn't couldn't stay on your HRT, but you just have to get the right advice. Ah, uh, um, that's good to know. Yeah, and yeah. so to that, um, you know, I've myself got a fabulous GP. They're really up with it. But uh, if, uh, generally speaking, if we go to our GP and say I'm irritable low mood, bit more anxiety, maybe a bit of hot flashes. Are they in the know around body identical HRT? Is this a common thing that is prescribed to women in perimenopause in New Zealand? Um, it very much depends on the GP. Um, right. It depends on their knowledge and their willingness to listen and, and learn. Um, I would say probably five years ago if you went saying exactly what you just said that would have put you on antidepressants that doesn't replace your hormones and you just you know feel probably don't feel any better and then yeah. think something wrong with me um I'm quite strongly advocating through GPs if I can if people want I get the GPs to ring me or I'm happy to send email links to articles research and things like that because I think if women don't feel they're being listened to maybe they need another advocate in their life to help Um, and I think that's the thing what I found once it's funny because I needed I needed to have my voice at the GP I needed to have my voice so that I was listened to but you don't feel like you have it when you're in with the symptoms Mm. because you're anxious and you're sleep deprived and you're just shitty at everybody and you know, you almost have to fight for it, and that's not really right. But then, once you get the clarity, 
Yeah. I don't know. I just, like I said, it's I a terrible, the rooftops. <laughs> it's a terrible irony, isn't it? Like you, yeah. you're really needing it, but it's at the very time when you don't have your voice, your confidence is lower. You've got brain fog, mm. all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. And actually one woman said to me, she said, you know, looking at it from the point of view of, a, of grieving. And I'd never really thought about it like that, but you know, you're not, you're no longer able to reproduce. You know, you're no longer able to have the, have that function as a woman to have have a child because you no longer have the cycle or whatever. Once you're through that, and and she framed it that that was a real grief for her. And I I'd never really thought of it like that, but I think everyone has to find it's and you know great that we could have a conversation about it and talk it through. And that's why I think you need your good mates, good family support. Um, you know, bless my husband for putting up with me, goodness, you know, and I've had women come in and say, my husband thanks you for, you know, pointing me in the right direction here because, you know, they just, I feel like you just want to, you know, get rid of everybody. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's yeah. awful. So I think, yeah, you know, just, you know, back to that, speaking up to your GP, it's quite hard because some women, have, you know, don't have that, the voice at the time. Um, and if the, GP says, oh, just try these, you know, antidepressants or whatever. And it's getting better. You know, it's very simple. At this time, you're starting to lose your hormones or you've lost your hormones, you need them back. Mm. And that's pretty much all you need to say. And you hope that they'll listen. And if they don't get a second opinion. Yeah, um, good call. Yeah. one And one woman had been to a male doctor who said, if you were my wife, I wouldn't let you take it. I just think seriously what it's yeah and so you think that's not a new plumber by the way but it's you know <laughs> um it's just that whole mentality of fear that, and that's in a protective still, kind of way well yes but it still pervades doesn't it and I have also um I have talked to some complementary health practitioners who were still citing that study as mm. to why we shouldn't be taking by body identical. And so it is, you know, your voice is so important. I tell as many people as I, women as I can yeah. about it so that they, mm. you know, we know we have options and choices and we have an understanding of what we can do take to support ourselves. That's yeah. right. And, and yeah, like I said before, you know, it's not one size fits all. I think, you know, when you go through, menopause you know perimenopause and menopause like previously women never lived that long they just don't even, just even know about it you know so now we we live longer we have all these health interventions that we can do and so actually it's almost like you want to embrace this new phase of your life and you want to be able to do it with them and bigger you know exactly you know you yeah. want to be having you know great relationship with your partner and your yeah. you know and yeah, I think it's yeah, HRT can really even things out. Yeah. Um, and you know, for a lot of yeah. women that I've talked to and for myself where I was going through that phase where I had to be so careful about my health and my energy and you know, if I did too much one day, I was pretty stuffed the next day and you know, all that kind of stuff. And it did give me so much more vitality 
back in those early months. It still has, but I've become much more used to it now. It's just every day now. And so, you know, I'm 50. Hopefully I'll live a good while longer. But now that, you know, if I don't have that quality of life, Mm. what kind of life is it? You know, and it's not just physically, it's emotionally and psychologically as well. And and that's, you know, all those things that make, make you able to make good decisions and eat better and exercise and, um, you know, be happier and enjoy life, that lowers all your risk of all your other things as well, like your heart disease and breast cancer and, and everything. So there's sort of the, there's the clinical benefits, but there's also the yeah. psychological whole life benefits as well. So, um, you know, I think along with, HRT it's just really good to take stock of your life and just think you know um have I been self-medicating with alcohol or Mm. recreational drugs or 10 cups of coffee or something like that with once you get the HRT those sort of things you don't have to self-medicate to get sleep or get through a stressful time because you've You've got other things on board. Yeah. They can, yeah, exactly. And they they can fall away. Those other things can fall away so much more easily because we're resourced yeah. in that other area. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Sleep yeah. was such a big thing for me that change, it changed with um, HRT. And oh, I was yeah. like managing it and I was like, it's okay. I can meditate. I can da da da. But that's such a lot of managing that I was having to do. And now, mm. Oh my amazing oh I know so the sleep is insanely good and that's the thing about progesterone if you're if you're taking the micronized progesterone at night yeah. it does have a mild sedative effect it's not knocking you out but it's just calming and relaxing and yeah so much better and then you're not getting the hot flushes and night sweats because you're on the estrogen it's yeah oh it's great. I mean I still, I still have the odd um you know like sleep drops or yeah, of course, I have the old glass of wine, but um, you know, I think it just yeah keeps you keeps you even. Yeah, yeah, mm. and I yeah, I'm not expecting to wake up at four in the morning anymore around it. Yeah, you, you know, no. without yeah. not being able to mm. sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so for the few women that can't take it, and I have talked to one or two that mm. have tried through their doctor to take it, and one had qu- quite bad reactions to it and was so okay you know maybe it's not for you but really feels like she needs some support what what are Mm. some alternatives are there alternatives oh uh, um like possibly not hormone wise if it's the hormones themselves and some women are just really sensitive they just get all the side effects and not much of the benefit and it's pretty rare but it, it can happen um I mean I guess don't give up after the first lot maybe look at some dose adjustment or start really super low and then slowly increase it but um you know if, if it's not for you um then just really keep that diary of symptoms and then you'd look at how can I manage those symptoms so joint pain um you know like regular exercise strength you know try and get your strength up building muscle protein in your diet um you know all that yeah just tailoring the treatment to your symptoms so you might just need to be on regular paracetamol for that um you know in trying the things for vertigo or the hot flashes is tricky because you know you can try herbal things if they do help but um generally you will just need estrogen for that 
vaginal dryness or painful sex, there, um, you know, Avestin cream is yep. life changing. Um, increased UTIs, um, you know, that's a quite a common symptom, particularly in like women we're seeing, you know, between 60 and 70, you know, they start to get, you know, that vaginal dryness and then increased UTIs and just some Avestin cream twice a week, just locally. You know, and you get minimal side effects with that because it's just working in that local area. Um, yeah, so I think it's just finding a good practitioner or, you know, someone to talk to about it and just diary the symptoms and then they can tailor some treatment to that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, getting specific onto the symptoms. Yeah. Symptoms, is there, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything we've not covered that you want to speak to, Catherine, around this? Um, you know, there's, there is a lot of information out there and I think just, you know, look at your sources. Um, I mean, I use, uh, Dr. Louise Newsom in the UK has mm. been amazing. She's got the balanced menopause website and app. There's um, heaps of really reputable research yeah. on that. She speaks to some great people. Um, I think that's a really good place to start. Um, yeah, she, yeah. And you can, there's an app, you can just diary your symptoms every day. Then you can go to your doctor and say, "Hey, you know, this is what's happening." Um, yeah, and no, I think I think that's it. Just yeah, think of, think of it as you know, you're deficient in hormones and they mm-hmm. need to be replaced. It's like you're deficient in your thyroid hormones, so you take thyroid mm-hmm. hormone to replace it. When you're diabetic, you don't have insulin hormones, so you have to replace it. So I think you know, don't think of it as that you just have to suffer through that. There's you know, you have a deficiency in something that is can easily be replaced and in most part very safely. Beautiful. That's very, very clear. Thank you so much. And hey, look, really appreciate you joining me on the podcast. These are all the questions I didn't know the answers to. So appreciate you being here so much. No problem. Hey, last very uh, random question. What's your current favorite book? Um, yeah, the the best book I've read lately is that Lessons in Chemistry. I don't know if you've read it. Um, no. Yeah, I can't think of the author. I'll but put a yes, link. It's coming. Lessons in Chemistry. It's coming out as an Apple TV series with Brie Larson. It's amazing. It's empowering for women. She's a scientist in the 1950s and 60s who gets a whole lot of shit from a whole lot of blokes, and she doesn't take she doesn't take it, and it's. <laughs> It's, We're onto it. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, I recommend Lessons in Chemistry. Mm. Thank you very Thank much. You. I'm into that. Totally. Yeah. All right, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You've been amazing. Have a good rest of the week. Awesome. Thanks again for having me, Megan. Cheers. Hey, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Really appreciate you. Check out my course where we just go so much deeper than I can ever do on a podcast over an eight-week period. The Midlife Upgrade course is a blend of video and learning modules and weekly live calls where you will discover a roadmap for psychological freedom in midlife. Check out all the details on my website. I really, really would love to have you join the course. megancare.co.nz forward slash course.